Today we're talking technology, both high-tech and low-tech, and that's coming up on episode number 19 of Life After Sight Loss Radio. Welcome to Life After Sight Loss Radio, the podcast helping you discover life after sight loss. My name is Derek Daniel. I am your host and resident VIP, aka visually impaired person. Hey, if you're new to the program, welcome aboard. This is the place where we do product reviews, life advice, encouragement, and so much more, all with the express purpose of helping individuals and families who are facing or going through physical sight loss. Hey there, guys. Welcome again to the podcast. We're on episode number 19, and I'm so glad that you are here today checking things out. Whether you're new, whether you're returning, it doesn't matter. I'm glad that you are here. Today, we're talking about technology. Now, I love technology. It's one of my favorite topics, whether you're talking about visually impaired technology, whether you're talking about technology in general, I love it. And today, I'm going to give you some examples of high-tech, you know, the new high-tech fancy stuff, but I'm also going to give you some examples of low-tech, what we would call low-tech, things that maybe you think of not quite as technology, but still definitely helpful to those of us who are visually impaired. Before we begin, as always, you can find the show notes to today's episode over at lifeaftersightloss.com slash 019. That includes links, information, conversation, and more. Just hop on over to lifeaftersightloss.com slash 019. As we started last week, we're going to jump into our question of the week. Basically, just a question, something that somebody may have that sent to me, something I saw, like, for example, in this question today came from a Facebook group I belong to. And so it's just a quick question, something I can respond to, to give you a little bit more of a tactile or practical application to your life. And the question today, again, came coming from a Facebook group. And by the way, if you don't belong to a Facebook group, search them out. There's quite a few out there. I belong to one for my specific disease, ones for blind people in general, for blind parents. There's tons of them out there, so check them out if you're looking to stay connected with people. And the question basically is, should you tell a potential employer that you are visually impaired when you go for a job interview. Now, this question has been asked by a lot of different people in a lot of different situations. And the old mindset was you definitely don't want to tell them because then they will discard you in the interview process. They'll just set you aside and say, no, we don't want to do that. We don't want this blind guy working here. But as we all know, that's discrimination and they cannot do that. So more commonly now, and I think at least from my vantage point, I always encourage people to let somebody know up front. There's a couple of reasons for that. First of all, you're not trying to hide anything. If they do end up hiring you and then all of a sudden you drop the bomb that you're visually impaired, they might feel like you deceived them in the interview process. Secondly, if you let them know up front and say, look, I want to tell you that I'm visually impaired, but this will not hinder my ability to do this job at all. You can let them know up front that you can definitely do the job and it won't be a problem. And third, if you let them know up front, you can go ahead and talk about 
potential accessibility options. If you're working on the computer, if you're, you know, on the floor somewhere, if you're doing something, you can talk about the potential for accessibility options for technology like we're going to talk about today. So my advice, if you're asking the question, should you tell future employers that you are visually impaired during the job interview? I would say absolutely. Let them know up front and that way you don't feel like you're deceiving anyone and you can potentially talk about accessibility options up front. Hey, if you want to send in a question, if you got a question for me, you can do that. You can send me an email, Derek, D-E-R-E-K, at lifeaftersightloss.com. Ask your question, and I'll give you a response here on the podcast. Like I said, I love technology. I think technology, it helps to shape and change our lives. It helps us to become more independent. It helps us to do more amazing things. It helps us be creative and then develop that creativity into something amazing. Technology is wonderful. And technology now, in this current state that we're in, in the year 2017, is far more amazing than it has been in the last 5, 10, 20 years. But technology has sort of always been around. We may have not called it technology, quote unquote. You might think technology is like, you know, a computer or something like that, a a smart TV. And those things are technology, but we've had low tech for a long time. Those things like computers and so forth, I'd call them high tech. You know, they're high technology and it takes a little more to get them going. But low tech things are just as important. And technology can play a huge part in your life. So if you've just recently lost your sight and you're looking for ways to help you out in your daily, everyday kind of uh, situation, whether it's work, home, whatever it is, these things will be so beneficial to you. So first, we're going to start with the low tech, then we'll jump into the high tech. So pay close attention, get out your notepad, take some notes, because these things, you may not realize that you have access to them and they can be very beneficial to you in your everyday life. Now, like I said, the first thing we're going to talk about is low tech. Now, again, these are things that are simpler in technology, but are still very helpful. So the first one is, and this is, again, very simple, a rubber band and an index card. Now, what in the world is a rubber band and an index card? Why would you call that technology? Because it helps you to live your life more independently. What would you use this for? Well, for example, let's say you had a can of green beans or a can of corn and you couldn't tell the difference. Well, you put that index card and you write green beans very big, maybe in a very dark color marker, and you wrap the rubber band and you put it on that can and then you can tell what it is. Now, you might say, well, that seems so simple. Yes, it is simple. Low tech isn't always so fancy and has all a bunch of moving parts, but nonetheless, it's very, very helpful. So the first one's rubber band and an index card. Secondly, one of my favorite things is a whiteboard. I've talked about this on the YouTube channel before, which, by the way, you can find at lifeaftersightloss.com slash YouTube. But a whiteboard will help you do a lot of things. You can get a big one, a small one, get that black marker going. Again, good contrast and so forth. And it will help you do math problems with your kids. It helps you make out lists. It helps you uh, to draw pictures if you're trying to do Pictionary, something like that. A whiteboard can be so helpful in a lot of different situations. A lot of times we write very big as visually impaired people, and that could just give us a lot of space to write. So whether it's hanging on the wall, whether it's something you carry around the house, a whiteboard, though it's low tech, it can be super, super helpful. 
Third, we have something I'd call a letter and envelope overlay. And I made a video, gosh, I don't know, whenever it was, and I featured these. I'll put that video in the show notes so you can check it out. I talk about some technology here in uh, that we're going to talk about in today's podcast. But basically, they are these kind of stencil things, all right? So you put them over a piece of paper, you put them over, a, uh, over an envelope, and they have special areas cut out to where you can write in those areas and stay within the margin, write where they're supposed to go. And it's very helpful if you want to take notes notes if you you know you're trying to send out things in in a letter form if if that's still something you do which hey kudos to you because i think the letter is almost dead now but i think it's a great thing so if you send out a letter these are great awesome things they're overlays you can get them i think maxiage.com probably has them but they're wonderful things very simple but very very helpful Fourth, we have something called a monocular. Now, what is a monocular? I think of binocular, you know, binoculars. You take them out, you bird watch or whatever. Well, the it's B-I, it's two. Well, a monocular is one, so it's just one thing. So you might be able to carry that around and you can see signs. You can use it in the uh, grocery store to check out like what's the label on the actual aisle that you're in. Maybe is this canned goods or whatever. Very simple, uh, very easy to use, not very big typically. And again, very simple, but very effective, a monocular. And finally, in our low-tech category, we have tactile dots for flat surfaces. Now, what am I talking about here? Well, basically, think about a microwave. We just bought a new microwave that has a completely flat, flush panel. I don't know where any of the numbers or letters or buttons or anything. I don't know where anything is on there. And so what we did was we put some strategic dots around the panel. Now, we only put three. We put one on the five, so I can, you know, figure out everything else. One on the start, one on the stop or clear. And they're basically little dots that stick out from the flush panel and help you determine where things are. They're very tactile and help you figure things out. Now, again, very simple, but very helpful. And I think that's the whole premise of low-tech. They might be simple things. They might seem like hacks almost, but they're so helpful in your everyday life. So check them out, those low-tech options. So those are some examples of some low-tech options. And after the break, we're going to talk about some great examples of high-tech options. So stick around. We'll be right back after this. You know, I don't talk about this on the podcast a whole lot, but I have an ebook that I wrote, I don't know, maybe a month or two ago called Lost in Transition. Now, it's not a really long, extensive ebook or anything like that, but it's got three key strategies to help you go from sighted to visually impaired, to kind of cross that bridge. And if you're interested in getting that ebook, I'm going to give it to you totally free. All you got to do is go to lifeaftersightloss.com slash newsletter. Now, you can tell from that URL that you're also going to be signed up to be part of my email newsletter list. And again, I'm not going to spam you or anything, but it's going to give you great information. I'll send you random emails with some new things I'm talking about, some updates. You can be part of anything I I have upcoming. All you have to do is go to lifeaftersightloss.com slash newsletter, sign up there, name, email, and I'm going to send you that totally free ebook, Lost in Transition. So make sure to hop on over to lifeaftersightloss.com slash newsletter to get instant access and be part of my ever-growing email newsletter. <laughs> 
And we are back. We're talking about technology options for us as visually impaired people. So far, we've talked about some low-tech options. Now we're going to jump into more high-tech options. These things aren't quite as simple necessarily, but still for the same purpose to help us live our lives as independent as possible and to give us access to lots of different things. The first one is the smartphone. This is your iPhone, your Android, that sort of thing. Smartphones have become so integral to our lives these days, and they're very, very accessible. This could also include things like tablets, like your iPad, maybe a, an Android tablet, something like that. This could include smart watches, like the Apple Watch, like, um, you know, Samsung, I think it's Samsung Gear or something like that. It all depends on how accessible they, accessible they are, obviously, but smartphones, tablets, things like that, they're just so crucial, and they help you live quite a quote-unquote quote, normal life. Uh, I don't use hardly anything else other than my smartphone and tablet uh, when it comes to technology like that. Obviously, I have my computer and such, but they just help me do so many things. So the first thing that's high tech is your smartphone. Now, the next thing is audio descriptive devices. Now, you could lump in some apps into this, which we'll talk about in a minute, but I'm talking about those things you get when you go to the movies. You, you hop on over, you, you buy your ticket, and you say, hey, I need the audio descriptive device. And they give you this little thing with some headphones, and you go into the theater, you put on the headphones, or in my case, I unplug those and plug in my earbuds, but I put those on, and all of a sudden, I can hear the audio description track in my ear and enjoy the movie. Now, again, certain apps are doing this. There's a new app called um, Active View. The Disney Movies Anywhere app has some audio description for their Pixar movies. So audio description devices, descriptive devices, are such wonderful technology that make movie watching that much better. Not quite as simple as some of the low-tech, but very effective for helping enjoy those movies. The next one is the magnifiers. Now, we talked about the monocular, and you might just think, you know, a magnifying glass is very low-tech, but now we have electronic magnifiers, digital magnifiers, things like CCTVs. If you've never seen one of those, it's a big monitor you put under, uh, you know, put your paper under, and it blows it up on the screen really big. We have your pocket magnifiers. Even something like your smartphone has apps that are magnifiers. And again, these aren't quite as simple as low-tech, but they do such an amazing job. You can change the contrast, make it uh, white on black or yellow on black or yellow on blue or lots of different colors. You can zoom way in. I mean, you can do all kinds of things with these magnifiers. They're so helpful if you have low vision. So magnifiers, desktop, portable, whatever the case is, great, great for seeing lots of wonderful things. A great high-tech option. The fourth option is an ebook reader. Now, I'm not necessarily talking about a Kindle or something like that. These are things that are sold by specific manufacturers to listen to audiobooks, to listen to uh, Daisy Reader books, which are um, you know accessible to visually impaired people. These are a little more high tech. They have some fancy buttons on them, and you can access podcasts through a lot of these. and And I think there's one called the Victor Stream. Uh, there's just a few different options as far as it goes with that. But these are things that have come along quite a long way. I remember maybe even 10 years ago, um, they were a little more clunky, but they've gotten much simpler because they've had to, I think, with the battle of the iPhone and Android and having all the fancy apps that do these things. Uh, these are you know, just another product that go along with it. But you can access a lot of things. It's very tactile. It's built for visually impaired people. So check them out. They're ebook readers. They're planners. They can be note takers. They can, I mean, all kinds of great stuff. So check 
it out, ebook readers. And finally, in the more high-tech area, we have some talking devices. Now, I love talking devices, talking watches, talking alarm clocks. There's talking microwaves. There's talking thermometers. There's talking timers. There's talking all kinds of things. And it's basically letting you know this audio device inside these things, tell you what the time is, tell you what the temp is, all kinds of wonderful things, kind of like voiceover on your iPhone, only it's built specifically for that device. And again, usually they're very tactile. Uh, If you have the talking watch, got very clear buttons and so forth. So talking devices, check them out, maxseeds.com. Independent Living has some uh, different things like that. But check them out. Talking devices are great. I've had quite a few different talking devices. Uh, My Actually, our uh, thermometer just went out recently, so we're going to get a new one of those because they're so great for, you know, just making sure that you are accurate in what you're doing. Check them out, talking devices. So there you go, my friends, some low-tech and some high-tech options to help you live your life uh, a little bit simpler and to help you find things that you want to do, to help you accomplish goals, whatever the case may be. Technology is a wonderful thing, whether it's high-tech, whether it's low-tech, technology is here to help you in your everyday life. All right, so now I want to give you the word of the week. And the word of the week is basically just a very simple word. It's one word to help kind of sum up what we've been talking about today. And our word of the week this week is accessible. And that's what all technology is. It's to help you live a more accessible life. The definition for this word accessible means to uh, that something is obtainable or attainable. And so basically, it helps you obtain what you want to do. If there's something you're trying to reach, it helps you obtain that. If there's a goal you're trying to achieve, it helps you attain that. And so technology, whether it's simple, whether it's high-tech, low-tech, whatever it is, it's intended to make your life and the areas of your life more accessible. So make sure that you're applying lots of technology, low or high, in your life, in your work, in your home, in your school, wherever it is, so that you can live a more accessible life. us near the end of yet another episode. My gosh, I love doing these episodes for you guys. I hope that you are encouraged and I hope that you learn a lot of information from today's episode. Hey, now that we're wrapping things up just a little bit, a couple of housekeeping items, call to action, whatever you want to call them. Don't forget, if you haven't subscribed to the podcast yet, go ahead and do that. You can do that on Apple Podcasts, Google Play, Stitcher, all your favorite places. And if you want those links, just go to lifeaftersightloss.com slash podcast podcast and you can make sure to get all the links to subscribe. And if you haven't done so yet, if you get the chance to go over to iTunes and give a rating and review. And if you're not an iTunes user, you can always share out the podcast on your social media with your friends, with your family, and let them know about the podcast so that even more people can hear it, to be encouraged, to be equipped, to be empowered, to discover life after sight loss. I also want to remind you that I love connecting with people. So if you're listening to this podcast right now, if you're in the sound of my voice, I want to hear from you. You can send me an email, Derek, D-E-R-E-K, at lifeaftersightloss.com. You can hit me up on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, links, and all that other good stuff are at lifeaftersightloss.com slash contact. And you can hit me up there. I want to hear from you. I want to hear your stories, your thoughts, your questions, everything you got, because I love connecting with people. Just go to lifeaftersightloss.com slash contact and get all the links that you'll need. 
And that is our last few steps on the Yellow Brick Road. Thank you so much for joining me for today's episode. I hope that you learned a lot and were totally encouraged by today's content. Hey, if you want to get the show notes to today's episode, don't forget, just go to lifeaftersightloss.com slash 019. That'll give you links, information, conversation, and everything you wanted to know. Lifeaftersightloss.com slash 019. And don't forget that all the information in today's podcast and on lifeaftersightloss.com is intended for educational and informational purposes only. If you're in need of professional, medical, or legal advice, please seek out a specialist in your area. And that wraps it up for me, guys. Thank you again for joining me. And until next time, remember that sight loss isn't the end. It's just the beginning. My name is Derek Daniel from lifeaftersightloss.com, and I'll see you in the next one.